0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the Scottish FA agree Scottish Premiership clubs can return to training a week today. We're here at six until seven. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me tonight is Mark Wilson. Alison, I've been on the show for the past 10 weeks since uh, football was stopped because of the coronavirus and, and that time we've, we've covered almost everything. You know, there's not been a lot of good news to report on. A lot of fighting, a lot of voting, um, a lot of people putting Scottish football down. But this week... I don't know, we seem to have a wee bit of light at the end of the tunnel, a yeah. wee bit of positive news. You know, it started off with James Anderson coming in with what seems to be a very generous offer to Scottish football with £2 million and then topped off today with a confirmation that the Premiership clubs will be allowed to go back to training. And that fills everybody with a wee bit of hope that we might just get this league season up and running for the start of August. You can give us a call tonight 01419511025. Yeah, as we say, the Scottish FA has agreed the Premiership clubs can return to training from the 11th of June, a week today. Protocols issued to the clubs this week say training must initially be non-contact and in small groups. Other leagues must prove they can meet the testing and other health measures before they're allowed to return to training as well. As you say, it feels like we're getting that little bit closer after last week being told the dates training has now been confirmed yeah well it looked like a couple of weeks ago as I say when we were on the show uh, you know me and uh, and the two Gordons and we were discussing that the, the league was called and we were you know we were wondering when it was going to get back up and running and you know I know myself I had fears you know and just hearing bits and pieces that we wouldn't kick a ball again this year mm-hmm. now that still might be the case for myself and breaking but we weren't quite sure how long this would take now as a government with lockdown you know, little bits at a time, it's had a positive effect for our game. And as long as the, the Premiership teams can can show that they're testing players, and of course they have the finances to do that just now, then there's no reason why they can't get back to training. And of course the, there's a, a strict protocol for them to adhere to, and it's going to be difficult to get used to, but they've got to get it down to a T. But it gives us that wee bit of hope. And I mean, the players just now must be desperate. They must be delighted at that news today that they're finally getting mm-hmm. out of their house. They're finally getting away from running the streets, you know, and trying to keep their fitness up that way. And it's great for us that we could potentially have real meaningful football back in our screens in the not too distant future. I mean, you'll know it from your time as a player and the training and, and what was involved and. Just how different this is going to be. It's going to be small groups, non-contact. It's going to be completely different to what the players are used mm. to. It, is, it will be difficult at the start. Like, there's no doubt about that. Um, but see, when you take pre-season, and particularly modern pre-season mm-hmm. nowadays, it is individualised. Now, you know, long gone are the days where you went in and you were in a group of 25 and... Your your fitness coach or, or your manager would take you a run around the golf course and absolutely batter you as a group. You'd be all strung out and mm-hmm. you could see the ones that were rubbish at the back and the and the <laughs> front runners. You? I was quite often at the back. I I like my I like my chocolate and cakes in these days. And uh, now as more an individual fitness building regime. So I'm thinking when the players do go back and it's going to take a good three four weeks pre season. Programs are set to individual standards so yep. that might be not too different the, the different side it is and I read the I read the protocol uh, uh, particularly what what Celtic you know are aiming to do mm-hmm. 
we are arriving in their cars and they're straight onto the training pitch in groups of five. And the and three then, spaces between cars and... I mean, that that is a bit, you know, it's going to be difficult to get used to. But again, we can get there. And hopefully by the time the players are up to, to full fitness, uh, and I'm talking about football fitness because it's all right running the streets and doing your own runs in parks. Footballers need... Uh, you know, personal trainers, they need fitness coaches, they need specific football drills to get them back up mm. to fitness. Hopefully by that time, then everybody can come together for a full session and we can get football back in the pitch. Well, a week today, training can resume and it's with an aim of getting the Scottish Premiership back underway on the 1st of August. Well, Rangers Chief Executive Stuart Robertson's hinted there might not be a complete lockdown when the season does restart. He's been speaking to Rangers TV as plans are put in place for virtual season tickets. What we're setting out to do and we will do is to ensure that every season ticket holder has access to the Rangers home matches and that's regardless of whether you're a Sky subscriber or not you will get access to Rangers TV to watch those home matches because we're conscious that we need to get value for the fans who bought the season tickets and that, that's really important to do that so that'll be one way we'll be getting the value to the fans we're also looking at other ways at the moment and there'll be other, there'll be other announcements that we'll be making in the coming weeks well in advance of the season starting. At the moment, we're working on the basis that the season's going to start at the beginning of August. Uh, that will obviously depend on the, the government restrictions, but at the moment, it's looking as though it'll be the beginning of August, probably behind closed doors initially, maybe with small crowds. There's been a lot of work going on in the background in the, in the past few weeks to make sure that we can be ready to play and be ready to go as soon as we can. Yeah, he hinted it slightly there, maybe with some fans, but it does look uh, like it will be, because uh, behind closed doors, how do you choose which yeah. fans get to go in? Uh, listen, we'd, we'd all like there to be some sort yeah. of fans and crowd in at games, but I'm not too sure that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, again, there's <laughs> there would be a lot of questions surrounding mm. that, you know, and and a lot of fans, well, you take a, a couple like Rangers, you know, how many season tickets they've got, if you're only allowing a small crowd in, how do you pick the small crowd you get in, you know, yep. in, in terms of fairness, but I think that's a wee bit down the road. But what he's saying there uh, about the the virtual passes for season ticket holders, I think it's only right that clubs do that, you know, across the board. These these fans who who have paid at the start of this pandemic when they didn't know what was happening with their own finances, but put their hands in their pockets to to keep their clubs afloat and keep mm. money going through the the door at their clubs for season tickets when they didn't know when it was going to restart. They deserve to be. Rewarded in, in in some way, and if that means allowing them to stream this for free, I think that's the only the only fair way of doing it. And then, of course, the other yeah. people then can pay or subscribe, you know, like you would do walking up in a match day or, or purchasing a, purchasing a ticket, and that's the way teams will get money in. It's just a chance to see some football, isn't it? To start to well, start with, we all want that. Well, we all. I mean, the German football started about a couple of weeks ago. I've never heard so many German fans in my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, German footballs and the new everything and. You know, I, I just I watched. I think the first game. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I watched the first yeah. game, and I thought, okay, it was good seeing football again. But it's it's not like watching Scottish football. Mm -hmm. You know, I would watch any Scottish game that was on TV. But I don't know. It just seemed so far away and so irrelevant to me that I wanted to watch games in this country. Yeah. And you know, it's promising today that we hear the training will start back potentially next week, and we could be watching meaningful football come a couple of months time absolutely 01419511025 is the number you need and Laurie and Denison's giving us a call hey Alison good evening to hello. you good evening Mark hi Laurie 
Uh, Mark, here is a situation as I see it. Uh, we are, of course, in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, there is no vaccine cure uh, on the horizon. The furloughing scheme, as we know it, uh, has gradually been phased out. I, there is huge uncertainty about people's jobs. I, many companies now are starting to make people redundant. Now, having worked in retail for in excess of 40 years as I have, I do know that every company, every business, no matter large or small, needs cash flow I, to provide their suppliers I, with money. Uh, and uh, their staff who work for them. Now, I don't have to be Milton Friedman or an economist to, to, to figure that out. That's, that's self-explanatory. Now, the, the problem, of course, is that many clubs, one club Celtic included, are currently sending out renewal notices to existing season yeah. ticket holders. But there are people have been asked to stump up, in, stump up anywhere from maybe three to £600 for season tickets. The, the, the truth of the matter is that they do not know what they're going to get uh, for their money. I, and I can't really see the situation uh, improving any uh, until things are clearer, are made clearer to us by the scientific community. The problem, of course, is that this has proven, this will prove rather to be an existential threat uh, to the livelihoods of most of the clubs. Celtic and Rangers are exempt because they are global brands and they are uh, able to depend to a large extent uh, on marketing and merchandising. Your thoughts, Mark? Uh, listen, I totally agree with you. I think it's, a, it's almost a leap of faith from fans. You're right, they're putting their hands in their pockets mm. and they don't know what they're going to get. You know, it's... It's driven purely by their love for their club, and you've got to you've got to love that, and that's that's what's great about Scottish football. That you know you're right, Laurie. Take Celtic and Rangers out. It you look at Motherwell, who've had such great sales, you know, and and these people don't know if they'll get to walk in to Fur Park and watch us. They're wanting to support their club financially their as club much financially. as not knowing what they're going exactly, to get for because it because the risk of their club going under. Is is greater is is greater than potentially the the three hundred quid that they're forking out mm-hmm. in their pocket, and it's great that we've got fans willing to do that. It's great that this virtual pass is going to be offered, but there's no getting away from it. A virtual pass isn't the same as walking into the stadium and having the full atmosphere and the full the everything that comes together. We're going to to a game to support your team, but it's the situation we're in just now. And we don't know when it's going to end. I think we've just got to be grateful that there is true fans out there willing to save their clubs in this time. Absolutely. Uh, I think myself, Mark, uh, that in terms of people splashing out money, the reality of the situation is that people will have to prioritise. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, your best friend at a time like this, such uncertainty, is a couple of bob in the bank mm. uh, you know bills have to be uh, given priority uh, mortgages uh, okay I appreciate those mortgage holidays etc but I think myself that uh, a lot of people my own club Celtic of course has extended the deadline until the 30th of June now there are three season ticket holders here and Dennis and myself 
uh, my son Lawrence and uh, my older son Matthew. And I know probably we will renew. Right. Uh, but I would just like to know more information as to what we're likely to get for our money. Well, the, th- the thing is, Laurie, but no, no one actually can knows. Give you that answer. Yeah. And again, it's it's gone back to me. It's probably your love for the club, and and, and want to you know continually support the club is is going to drive this throughout Scottish football. I mean, I know we're talking about Celtic Rangers exempt for marketing, but even they they do still depend on their great season ticket sales, and they will still need you know season ticket. Cash through the door in some form, so I mean it's people like yourself who who don't know what they're going to get, but are still willing to pay the three hundred to six hundred quid that clubs, you know, CEOs and chairmen will be grateful that they're keeping the club alive. Yeah, another probability uh, I will renew as will my, my two sons. I I just like a wee bit more information, but you're right, Mark. I the the, the, the truth of the matter is. Uh, that until that there is a vaccine uh, for this dreadful virus, uh, then we really are in, in the realms of the unknown. Yeah, listen, I have to agree with that, and that's a frustrating thing. You know, it's frustrating for fans, it's, it's frustrating for players in particular as well, because it's no doubt about it, I, I mean, players desperate to get back to training, mm-hmm. desperate to get back playing. However, they're desperate to have interaction with the fans. That's and the what clubs would love to give fans... Answers, yeah, but they but don't know because they've got to take guidance from the Scottish government, the UK yeah. government, health officials. Yeah, so it's very, 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 uh, you know, slow moving, very frustrating. Uh, but Laurie makes a good point because yeah. fans, you know, are paying money without getting any real promises of what they're going to see, other than you'll get a virtual, virtual pass. pass. Yeah, and that's the best clubs can do at this minute. Thank you to Laurie for his call. We'll stay on the lines with Jeffrey and Giftnick. Hello, Jeffrey. Good evening. Well, you virtually answered my what my question was going to be oh. with your first caller. <laughs> oh, no, um, I do, I, no, I do have concerns. Um, I heard something about Rangers today mm-hmm. that they wanted to bring back fans as soon as possible, yeah. right? But as your first caller said, that um, we need to wait to see um, what's going to happen. I mean, I personally have a few health issues. I would love to go back and support the club, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know what the answer is. But with these virtual season tickets, right, yeah. um, I subscribe to a certain sports channel. You can see it's Sky channel. Sports because that's what yeah. we're talking about. Uh, right, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, right. Um, and I feel that if I'm going to be able to watch Scottish football, am I going to have to pay twice? to watch it um, as well as paying for my subscription well as part uh, of the subscription you would get the 48 games each season that would be shown on Sky Sports through the right. vir- through the virtual season ticket you would be able to watch all of your club's home games which you wouldn't right. get on television oh, right so that's what basically I've got to pay twice yeah, right? well, yeah. which I am reluctant to do so much I love I love football I just feel that I don't have the money to pay. I mean, well, you, I mean, how much? Jeffrey, how much? Would you, sorry, would you be buying a season ticket? Well, yes. Right. So, could, you, right. So, if, if you could, could buy a season ticket and you would have your Sky Sports package, right? So, your right. season ticket would be would cover the cost of your virtual season ticket until such time right. that you can go back into games, and then right. your TV package okay. would cover 
the 48 games per season that they are contracted right, to show, course, which wouldn't include yeah. many okay. games at Ibrox. Yes. I was reading in the papers today, and the papers didn't even make that clear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just said that um, you'd be paying for the home games. Right, but I mean, does that... Is that it's very confusing. I wish I'd make it more clearer when they... Um, yeah. Um, do yeah it, it's a, it's um, a legitimate question, uh, Jeffrey. And, and it was a point, I, I actually made the point a, a couple of weeks ago when I was on here, when virtual mm-hmm. passes kind of came up. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, we were kind of wondering how that would work. I mean, Sky paying so much money into your game, would they Which allow that to happen? No, everyone's grateful. But you could see Sky's point of view and saying, no, hold on a minute. We're paying for exclusive... Yeah. Footage yep. to be shown yeah. And they quite, could quite easily Have have just knocked us in the head mm-hmm. And that would have left our clubs In a wee bit of a hole But Sky have been yeah. a, a, In my opinion Quite yeah, you know, Quite gracious with it and, and struck up a it's deal good. That's allowing our clubs to do it Well it's great I mean it's good that Sky are doing that Because um, if they had done it Would we have a Would we have a Football association Would, um, would the clubs be able to cope I mean it is very difficult but um, as I said, thank you very much for clearing that up. Not a problem, Jeffrey. Um, it was just that I couldn't get my head around it um, when I read it and heard it. No so, problem. Uh, that's great. Thank you very much. Glad we cleared that up. Listen, but the virtual season tickets is if the you know essentially if a deal hadn't been struck, so many clubs if they had to refund all these season tickets, oh. how do they continue? Oh, you're in trouble then. You, you know, you really are in the hands of fans then because, or your your true hardcore yeah. loyal fans are saying, okay, keep our money. But as, as Laurie made in the first point, in this pandemic, you know, it's all about what cash you've got in your pocket. And I don't think there'd be many fans saying, keep my 300 quid if I'm not getting anything for it. So the virtual passes at this moment is the way forward. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Lindsay. Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Experienced players who know how to win Talk to Thompson's.com Clyde One Super Scoreboard here until 7 o'clock Mark Wilson joining me, Alison Conroy in the studio I want to take a wee look at the Championship as well tonight Morton Chief Executive Dave McKinnon says Championship clubs are hoping to complete a full season despite targeting an October return date He says they'll have a busier schedule towards the end of the campaign in the hope of letting supporters in to more games The SPFL Premiership will look to be starting in August and uh, we're looking at the championship to, to catch on to that uh, to probably start in October. Um, so, you know, I've got another meeting tomorrow with the championship clubs to try and bottom that out. So I, th- I would imagine over the next week or so, then we're able to get some concrete starts. We're also looking at um, the, the Betfred Cup, how we incorporate that, um, and indeed the Scottish Cup. So, you know, uh, we're looking to get a full programme in which is going to mean some some uh, midweek games. But and what we're trying to do is back-end it so that when fans eventually are coming into Stadia, that we've got a lot of games at the back-end so that fans can actually come in and, and see it. This could be a big fixture backlog if they're targeting the full season but not yeah. starting until October. As it says, then you've got Betfred Cup games yeah. and such like as well. Yeah, it would be a heavy, uh, heavy schedule in the second half of the season. But I suppose... It, you know what he's thinking about is is correct. You know if if you're going to be down in numbers getting through the door, if any, through the door at the tail end of this year, mm-hmm. then 
you load the games up and get fans through the door when it's safe uh, if we're being told that fans will be allowed in in 2021 so uh, right in that sense and uh, again he's right in the sense that uh, you know clubs have to make a decision sooner rather than later you know they've got till tomorrow to get their their votes in or, or, or their preferences in yep, about Ann Budge it, yeah. um, and if that doesn't pass which we don't think it will then potentially other league reconstruction uh, may be on the table but they need to come up with answers uh, now that this training is starting back next week mm. and the league for the Premiership is has been muted to start at the early part of August the other leagues have to get things together and they have to be forthright with it and they have to make their decisions as he says in the next week or two because they need to have a plan in place and if that means starting in October and playing behind closed doors or virtual pass or whatever for three or four months where the potential to get fans through the door from January to May whether it be a Saturday Wednesday then that could on the face of it that looks like it could work and that could bring your revenue back for clubs from the championship yep. down to League 2 you touched on virtual season tickets there as well for the championship clubs and Dave McKinnon says they are closing in on a deal to strive to stream the live games like the Premiership teams and he's hoping to offer virtual season tickets before that phased return of fans. What the programme will be is I think it'll be opening games will be most certainly behind closed doors. We have got some huge um, you know, news in that and benefits to, to Morton in particular is the fact that uh, the SPFL are, are finalising a resolution this week that will allow games to be live streamed within the UK on match days. So on you know three o'clock on a Saturday, uh, we will, as a club, will stream our games live um, to season ticket holders, and there'll be a virtual season ticket similar to to what they're talking about in the the, the Premiership. Uh, and then the programme will be that we understand that maybe a percentage of your capacity will be allowed in, say 20%. So therefore, season ticket holders will then move from the virtual season ticket to an actual to come in because the season ticket holders will obviously get priority for that. And then we understand in the new year, given that um, the, the R number is, is, is under one and indeed the, you know, the health and safety of everyone can be guaranteed, then I would imagine crowds, full crowds coming in in the new year. This lifting of the, the blackout of three o'clock on a Saturday is going to make a big difference to all clubs. But when you look at the championship clubs and further down the leagues, can then live stream their games. Yeah, that makes a big difference. It's income coming in. And that's that's a big thing. You know, income coming into clubs uh, is a must um, just now, especially from the championship down. Um, it, now, the, the problem is we if you go further down I suppose for the championship and probably at the tail end of the championship League 1 and League 2 a lot mm-hmm. of it comes from hospitality as well you know I know Breakin you know survive a lot in their match day hospitality so yeah. you think would virtual season tickets work the further you go down I, I doubt it and then when I, I was just touching on reconstruction earlier you know what happens with your Partick Thistles and your Falkirks stuck in League 1 you know, and they're ready to play because they've got enough fans to virtually stream games. But you look at the tail end of the league. You know, you look at your forefathers and that who who say no, we can't do that, so we can't start. How yeah. does that work? Then you can't start with half a league. You can't start with half a league. Uh, then again, is it fair to hold back Thistle and Falkirk in League One? And, so to and save save one club, you could be risking the future of another club essentially. It, exactly. So. That's why I say reconstruction could be back in the table with the 14 and 310s. You mm. bump 
Thistle and Falkirk Who have got You know uh, Bigger fan base Probably the ability to stream games and, and sell their virtual season tickets Up to the championship And leave the teams who, who potentially can't start Right away in August To to figure out a, yeah. a different way further down the line So there's a lot of talking points But David McKinnon Seems to have the right idea You know, if it starts back And it's virtual season passes And you can do it And you can stream it And it brings enough money in for your club Brilliant, the championship goes ahead And then you earn your money uh, Off the back of January When fans are allowed back in Jimmy and Yoker has given us a call on 01419511025. Hello, Jimmy. How you doing, guys? Good, Hi, thanks. Yeah, I'm a Gers fan. I've paid for my season ticket and mm. I'm absolutely delighted that we're going to see some football. I know it's going to be behind closed doors. But um, I think we're all missing uh, a big thing here is that the fact is that I can't see any clubs surviving below Aberdeen, Rangers, and Celtic uh, because the, the, all the other clubs, the St. Marins, Maybe Hibs, I don't know, but uh, the Hamiltons and all them, they, they rely on Rangers and Celtic coming to their ground twice a, twice a season, and that is big income for them. Mm-hmm. There's a big shout for, uh, I've seen the guy McCormick for McCormick for Aberdeen saying that he's trying to negotiate uh, away uh, tickets, things. Uh, but I know for a fact that as a Rangers fan, I wouldn't be buying a virtual ticket for an away game for any club. Uh, so, I mean, how how can it work for the clubs who are hoping to survive? I mean, Kilmarnock, for instance, when Rangers and Celtic go to Kilmarnock, they've still got four or 5,000 empty seats because they refuse to sell them. No. So how do they expect, they expect the Rangers fans and the Celtic fans to buy 4,000 virtual tickets to sit in the house and watch it? They're kidding themselves on. The, the virtual thing will work for my, my own team, Rangers, and it'll probably obviously work for Celtic, Aberdeen and Hibs. Uh, but maybe the United is there coming up because they have a good fan base. But for the rest of them, it's 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 not going to happen for them. Jimmy, where, I, where does their income going to come from? I, I, I do many, think. Many fans of St Mirren get. Say St Mirren are playing Kilmarnock. How many fans would they pull in on an average? You guys know better than I do. Three, four thousand at the uh, max. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm coming yeah, to no. Here? Listen, I I think you make a a good point where. With the amount that Celtic and Rangers do take to grounds, yeah. you know, you you only had to look at St. Johnson uh, before yeah. this lockdown came, and given they, the they given the three stands because you know if, if the stands are empty and and Celtic and Rangers are willing to fill them, then it's more money. Now, I don't think there's any doubt that that revenue will be you know diluted loads, but I I still think Celtic and Rangers fans, like we were saying to Laurie, will have the love for them their club that. They'll think, okay, we can't travel there, but we may get, we'll be able to stream this for really. Uh, for, are, you for that, a, are you that naive, Mark? No, no, for a, I'm not saying for a premium ticket that they would buy, but see, see an Aber- Aberdeen Rangers game, you know, but, well, Sky may cover that, but just take it for right. an example. I take it that it's not on take television. Take it it's not on telly. Yeah. Take it it's not on Sky. Aberdeen Rangers, it's an important game. You know, it's maybe a top uh, Aberdeen uh, sitting Mark, in third Rangers saying. But but they say Aberdeen say for a fiver you can stream this. Is a Rangers fan you say you want to touch it, you want to watch it? No, of course I wouldn't because there's other platforms I could watch it on for nothing. But, but if it wasn't, but if it wasn't, if it wasn't on Sky, no, this well, is the only I'll, way I'll, to I'll do give, it. I'll give my other take on it. As a Rangers fan, I'd like I like to see as many teams punished financially for what they did to my club in 2012. Ah, well, that's listen, that's, that's just but that's part of it. That's part of it. But, but I part... think this is Rangers fans' chance. To do that and, and hold on, hold on. Jimmy, let, let me let me flip that though. So, 
I get your point and I get what you're saying. But if that then means that clubs go out of business, meaning how do you continue playing as a club? Because you'll well, have nobody to, to play against. Oh, well, that's, that's a silly comment to well, make. Well, it's not. Well, you're saying that clubs out with Celtic, yeah, yeah, Rangers, Hibs. So if they don't piece. survive, who do you play? Well, well, what do you mean? Who, there will be clubs that survive, but when they didn't care if Rangers survived. And they were quick to put us down into the third division. You know, they, and, and they made the, the comment that let's, let's have sell out Saturdays, which didn't did happen. So that, my, my, my thing is, I think a lot of clubs will only survive because they can't uh, rely, they, they won't be able to rely on the old firm Jimmy, money. Jimmy, Rangers got put down to the divisions because of their own mismanagement of the I'm club. Not, the clubs may, I, have, I, may I, have voted I, I disagree that. With that. You can't be saying. How can you disagree with that? How can you disagree with that? The PFL had a chance to, to help Rangers the same way as others are trying to help Hearts and and it was an absolute scandal what they done to Rangers in 2012. As up Listen, and up it went against all the rules. The club, the clubs voted mm-hmm. at harm. Scottish football survived. This is a totally different situation where it's nobody's fault, where a pandemic could wipe out most of the clubs in Scottish football. And I think if there's a way of helping clubs survive as a whole, then... You know, fans have got to take that on board. If it's your own club, brilliant. Put your hands in your pocket if you can afford it. But I think there would be an appetite, Alison, yeah, I mean, if there's an away game. If it's just, you're not going to charge full ticket price. But if there's an away game, it's a fiver, perhaps to watch your team. I think people take that opportunity. Yeah, it's obviously up to fans whether they want to support or not. And it was being extreme that seeing so many clubs. But if it did come down to saving clubs from the brink, of course. Of course, you, you, you've got to take it. I mean, you, you made a good point, you know, when you're when you're saying if you've not got clubs to to compete in your league, how are you going to survive as a club? I, I think that's that was a selfish call for Jimmy, yeah. you know, and I don't think many will, will agree with him on that front. But as I say, this is nobody's fault. A situation, no, no clubs are striving, society is striving to recover from this, football striving to recover from this. And we all got to play a part in that. Mike in Bishopton's also given us a call tonight. Hello, Mike. Hello there. Uh, thanks Hello. for taking my call. Um, yeah, the, 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 the point is, um, you know, there seems to be so many people against, uh, you know, this virtual season ticket. Yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder um, at Parkhead. Um, and, you know, there's nothing more that I want to see than obviously see it, you know, sitting in the stand with the atmosphere, yeah. etc. But uh, I, th- I actually think Neil uh, Doncaster has played an absolute blinder, and the whole of Scottish football really has to give the guy um, or cut him a bit of slack. Um, I think this deal with Sky, and Sky, as Mark rightly said uh, a few moments ago, they could have just, you know, went, no, this is, this is an ongoing. Yeah. What, what, Situation with that put us in, um, and then the the last call there, you know, going on about, you know, it wasn't the previous misdemeanors, and how can he argue with Mark on that? It was just to see what uh, you know the thoughts are. You know, one did we give uh, Neil Doncaster, you know, a massive round of applause um, for the way the, that he's managed to negotiate this deal. Well, I think he's took plenty of stick yeah. throughout this full episode. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not envious of his job, that's for sure. But I think he did have a difficult job meeting up with Sky because there's, there's plenty wheels turning here and plenty of plates that he had to spin at the same time with us. You know, he's got obviously 
what happened last season missing the amount of games and how I think I read today that Sky are willing to take a payment of 1.5 million over five years again they could have asked for that but the virtual season pass was something that I was I thought could be a speed bump yeah. could be a stumbling block for next season and Sky just saying no hold on a minute you know we've bent over enough for you here uh, you know don't take the mic but they've, yeah. they've, they've came to an agreement they've somehow worked us out and I think it's great for fans who have forked out already that they're getting to well, see I something. Well, I think as well, Mark, and uh, you know, I, I go to uh, a fair share of of the away games, mm-hmm. um, and one thing I'd say as well is, you know, there, there are grounds where you know, it's, you know, for any visiting away supporter, uh, it, there's some grounds that are difficult to even get a ticket for. So, um, and and when it's not on television, you know, uh, it's you know, there's there's nothing worse than uh, <laughs> jumping about the room kicking a kicking a sofa because you can't actually <laughs> see the ball or whatever it is um, you know, but, so I actually think you know, the, uh, I think Neil Doncaster has actually played an absolute blinder here and, uh, and you know, just to say you know, uh, hopefully see Celtic going on to do about 15 in a row uh, and I'll be into that virtual season ticket believe me <laughs> Thank you to Mike for his call a bit of positivity for Neil Doncaster there Well you don't hear that that often but you've got to say the guy the guy has been through the mill yep. whether he's been right or wrong it's been an incredibly tough time but it seems like again you have to give him praise where it's due and it seems to be there's a wee bit of hope uh, at the end of this with, with the announcement of training can go back the Sky deal looks okay at the minute and we could have football come August. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll take more of your calls after the travel with Lindsay. Super Scoreboard. With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to thompsons.com. Mark Wilson here with me, Alison Conroy, until seven o'clock on Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight. Mark, we've touched on it briefly already that the clubs have until tomorrow to tell the SPFL what they think of these reconstruction plans. Obviously, a 14-team top flight. Neil Doncaster said, you know, what do you make of it? Would you like it? Would it be better if we made it for five years? Would it make it more appealing? He's trying to come up with different hmm. different think, yeah. ways to see if the appetite is there for any sort of league reconstruction. I, I think it's only right that you put it to the clubs and let them decide. Um, the three 14s that are on the offer... I've got a feeling that that's not going to fly, yeah. you know, and, and especially with it just being a quick fix, you know, hence the fact Neil Doncaster's saying, well, five years, let's go with that. I think anything has to be a permanent, it can't just be a quick fix. And that's why I was saying if there's, if that fails and you wonder if there'll be an interest of fairness touching back on the Partick Thistle and the Falkirk situation yeah. in League One with a big fan base and, and able to probably virtual stream games would they be trapped? Would it be fairer then to push them up and then have the 14 310s? I wonder if that'll, that'll be on the table. I, I said last week that I still think we'll get some form of league reconstruction. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot of talking to be done, but it needs to it needs to speed up because we're coming to the time where the games have to be played. But I still think in there somewhere is a form of reconstruction going forward. Paul in Broom Hill has given us a call. Now, he, Paul, you've got some interesting thoughts on what we can do when we're playing these games behind closed doors. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to put this to you. Um, I was thinking, like, you have get your virtual ticket, right, and uh, in your seat, right through the stadium, you could you could have it filled up with 
just, you know, the mannequins just from the body upwards. The basic mannequins. Like the shop mannequins that well, you Like the shop ones. Just the grey <laughs> ones. Just with, just with the, the body and the head. Uh-huh. Not, not with the ones that they ordered in Germany. The ones right, so no legs, the, just sit them on top the of the one, chair. Uh, not the ones that you need a Y-shaped coffin. Just the ones from the body <laughs> upwards, right? And um, you could have them all around the stadium, right? And uh, that in your in your seat, uh-huh. and then you could you could get a replica top mm-hmm. put on the mannequin, and or and hats, scarves, whatever <laughs> you pay for that. <laughs> And you can so get you it paid for so, right, wait, so the fan pays for it. So the fan oh, pays for the mannequin, the replica top, the hat. No, the staff. mannequin. The, the cop provides the mannequin. All oh, right, and then you can dress the mannequin. Yes, with your replica top. Hold on a minute. How much is it going to cost for sixty thousand mannequins? Uh, but cheap. They're, they're made of foam. I mean, how mannequin can they be? But I don't know. And what are you doing with the away section? You seem to know a lot about mannequins. How much is your average mannequin? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really in the mannequin business. Ah, you know? you've not done your research <laughs> before you've come on here. I've got too much time, man. Really Lockdown's got to you. I know it has, but I mean, just those basic mannequins, and then you could just fill a stadium with that. Pump out from the PA uh-huh. songs, the crowd cheering, all the oohs and the ahs. Roars when the goals go in. The, the, the guy in the PA would be busy knowing what to press at the right time. Well, could em, I could employ another couple of bodies. Well, yeah. Could be a couple of jobs or something. Couple, a couple of mannequins beside them. Just, Aye, a couple uh, of mannequins like beside the them. The guy who man- own pulling strings so they, the, they hit the, the buttons. The whole, the whole, the whole two teams are all mannequins. You know. Playing <laughs> <laughs> a couple of teams like that, Paul. Don't you worry about that. By the uh, way, well, yeah, as it's like in Germany just now, you know. As, as silly as it sounds, right? We were in the office. And I having a wee chat yeah, that it kind of said similar. You know, you get a cardboard cut out, the fan pays 30 quid or whatever. You get oh. your face and whatever on it, and there you go. But it's, would, would fans <laughs> be willing to put their hands in their pocket for a virtual season pass and then say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to pay another 30 quid to get myself a mannequin version of me? Standing. Well, no, it's not a mannequin version of themselves. It's, it's just, just a like, mannequin. It's just, just a, a mannequin. Oh, surely, surely you put faces on them. Maybe, you could you can, well, maybe that could be part of what you give them to put on the mannequin because you well, can give your all, all, replica all top. Put, all they need to put on it is a top. All they need to buy is a, a replica top, you know, and a scarf. And then that keeps. And if they want to alternate the tops. And then. <laughs> what, do they get a time to go in and dress the mannequin? <laughs> no, they just employ a couple of bodies. You're going to have to pay for guys to dress the mannequins. Hey, Mark. You're going to have to pay for people to dress the mannequin. Well, that's another couple of jobs. Oh, this sounds too expensive. I think it's could... too good. I think and it's then, and getting... then to put icing on the cake, you could have mechanical, you could have in the crowd, let's say for the Green Brigade, for instance, you could have like me- mechanical systems, put, but the huge, huge big flags in them. And have them waving. <laughs> there you go. Oh, what you're, you're you watching too much Terminator. Hey. He's all the robots going about mechanical what? flags. <laughs> I suppose it would add atmosphere. But, it would. Uh, it would. I mean, it's just an idea, you know, because I, you need so, you're going to need something because it's, I mean, you watch Germany as it it's just like a kickabout, and uh, as Alan McAnally said weeks ago on Sky Sports. He's like that. When he played for Bayern Munich, he's like that. Watch out for some really strange results when there's no crowd, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I do agree with that. I do agree with, with less supporters. It does have a 
a hollow feel to it mm-hmm. when there's no, you know, there's no chant, there's no cheering. It's a strange watch. It is. But uh, you know what it's like? It's just like a kickabout down the park, you know, and you hear all the echoes and it's just it's just dead. It's just no 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 life at all. So I was just uh-huh. thinking that the idea of the mannequins, you know, uh, <laughs> it, could be, it could be an idea of just getting an atmosphere. I, I think we should try it in our local park first. Get, uh, get we'll the mannequins. Well, first, you go and find you know? out how much they cost. Uh, <laughs> I'm showing so, so one just now. I'm, I'm making the prototype just now <laughs> with Mark's face on it. You, you could know? be a rich man by the end of this lockdown if you sell them. <laughs> Good idea, Paul. Thank you, Paul. All right, cheers. Yours. Take care. <laughs> Magic, yeah. <laughs> what imagination! But hey, I it mean, could it's work. See if I switch on German football next week, and there's mannequins everywhere. He'll be raging. Paul's, uh, Paul will be a billionaire. Aye, Germans uh, don't hang some, about. Somebody's just thing. tweeted to the others that they're twenty-seven ninety-nine. Twenty-seven ninety. Oh, there, there you go. We we're close with a thirty quid. Aye, but then you need to dress the mannequin, mm. and the club's buying the mannequin. Hold on, where do you get mannequins through? Is there a well online shops must shop? have to buy them, so there must be a place that. <laughs> This is going I down, a, down, this is going down right. the road that I just... Um, yeah, so Odson Edward, before we go, <laughs> we're running out of time. Celtic striker Odson Edward revealed that he was targeting a 30-goal season before the campaign was called to halt. The French under-21 international was just too shy of that mark when the season was stopped in March. Obviously, he says he doesn't normally give out what his personal target was, uh, but that was the personal target. He was uh, well, too I, I think when Brendan Rodgers came in, I think he gave all the players personal targets to get to, but I think, well, I never had to worry about that. You, you know, being a defender, didn't have much personal targets, if I'm honest, but strikers, uh, strikers live by these things. You know, they, they personally set themselves targets and if they don't do that, then their manager, I mean, strikers are bought and sold on how many goals yeah. a season they score. So it's huge for somebody like Kim. So 30 goals a season, I don't think that's too much to ask for a guy who mm. has ability playing for Celtic. So incredibly frustrating for him. Which after the season had been played to a finish, he absolutely would have got it. But uh, you think, when's the Scottish Cup? He's yep. still got that, uh, you know, that scope to get him in the Because Scottish that Cup, tally would know. be included, you would think, in last season, because it's last season's Scottish ah, Cup. Well, listen, you've got to, if it's, if it's played to a close the Scottish Cup, it's got to... It's got to be added on to to the the nineteen twenty season, and that could get him over over the mark. But he's quite right, and that's what you like to see: strikers who set a target at the start of the season uh, and have a desire to get there. And his uh, disappointment that he didn't get it. Hmm, I know. Well, that's that's strikers for you. They're selfish. They're the most selfish, you know, <laughs> players in the side. You yeah. well, you see Daz yeah. in here every week. How selfish he is, and that's well, yes. that's what he prided himself on. He's just never lost it when he retired. <laughs> and uh, Kilmarnock they are the latest club to offer season ticket holders a refund for the value of missed matches last season they say that they won't hold it against any season ticket holder that wants to ask for the money back but they're looking at a figure of £142,000 if every fan took yeah, that money I mean uh, that's a lot of money and we could say it's generous but I think it's the right thing to do for football clubs yeah. Because fans, you know, they pay for a full season. They didn't get that. So it's only right to offer them refunds. Again, it's almost gone back to the start of the show with Laurie. It's your diehard fans, your fans who are willing to keep your club alive and and give them every possibility of surviving that you're relying on saying, you know what, it's only three, four, or whatever it was, five games. I can do without that money. But, of course, in, in life just now, there money, some that, yeah. there's some that can't afford that. So... 
great for Kilmarnock and other clubs to, to put it out there but can they afford everybody to take that 142 grand I don't think many clubs could afford that at the minute which is why I suppose they, they need to lay it out in terms of this is what it will cost yeah, so. yeah, it's, a, it's a nice wee bit that they put in yeah. at the bottom but, because I think that's only right you know give the fans the full picture we're willing to give you money back but it may damage a club in the long run and like I say you're relying on your fans to then make a decision but money's hard to come by in this day and age so if people need the money it's there for them if they can afford to keep their club going well good on them I think Partick Thistle did it and I think they yeah. said it would be around 80,000 it would cost them and I think they chilled out you know it was £4,000 yeah. or something eventually that yeah. they did pay out so it's great for the fans they're, they're willing to put their hands in their pockets for their season tickets that they're not quite sure what they're going to get but they're also willing to scrub the refund that their clubs are offering them and that's true Scottish football fans for you well that's about it for tonight happy birthday for tomorrow Mark Ah, oh, thanks very much. I cheers. Ah, oh, well remembered. You're welcome. I'll be here tomorrow night while Mark's celebrating his birthday. Alex Ray joining me in the studio. Barry Wilkins is up next. Super Scoreboard. With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com.